One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Friday night's episode of Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review SmackDown, but also Raw, the show formerly known as NXT 2. But, oh! AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a video quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to review Friday Night SmackDown. This is nice. It's really nice. Um, I'm, my emotions are all over the place. It's that nice. <laughs> if... It's coming across to the listeners that I'm quite close to this microphone. It's because I'm so happy to see it that I want to f*** it. <laughs> quite frankly. Here we are again. Um, it's been two weeks that I've not been able to sit in front of this microphone because the system don't work, slash I love my kids. But it's mainly because the system doesn't work. Yeah, Easter holidays. Easter holidays. Spring break, you all, in the UK. Um, and I'll move back a bit from the microphone now. And uh, <laughs> it's been a long two weeks full of, like, some real highs. Like, you get the... You get the real joy. Yeah, it was WrestleMania, wasn't it? Yeah. God, was it? I feel like that was about six years ago, <laughs> if I'm honest. Like, I feel like... I, so I started watching wrestling in 1990. My first WrestleMania was WrestleMania 6. That doesn't feel as long ago as WrestleMania 39, Will Bond, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, two weeks of the Easter holidays. My wife's amazing. But for whatever reason, she wasn't able to um, take the time off mm-hmm. for this particular Easter holidays. And our childcare company that we use for some of these circumstances, went out of business out of nowhere. Oh, just dropped us in it. You knew all about this. Yeah. I came into work stressed. So I lost two weeks and I've really missed being able to do this. And like, you know, Soz, rap means I'm still here. <laughs> you probably were starting to wonder if I was here at all. But I've just, as nice as it was, Mario film was great. Some lovely days out, some nice trips and stuff. It's it's 14 Sundays in a row. It's 14 long draining Sundays in a row. And I just, we have a laugh about the difficulties of having children. Mm. I'll get to Smackdown in a bit, maybe. We have a, a good laugh on these podcasts. We always have done. Uh, about like having children, the ups, the downs, all that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of listeners to our podcast that are parents and share with us some of those like similar stories and similar anecdotes and all that sort of stuff. And it's great. Like the engagement with those fellow parents is really fun and obviously very cathartic sometimes. Um, And it's a reminder that we're just really lucky to come in and be able to talk about wrestling Mm. because often, like I feel like I finally just finished work and I get to come in for the holidays <laughs> until the summer holidays when it becomes work again. Or whatever the, whatever the switch is, however it works. There's a lot of bank holidays to come, mate. 
<sighs> yeah, thanks. And I just, having done it, and this is probably, like, for a SmackDown review, this is probably quite a raw feeling. Ooh. Because the feeling is quite raw of the Easter holidays, I've just never been so assured in my belief that I just think, I'm talking to you, Will Bond, I suppose to general you, but you're the only one in front of me. Mm. If I'm you, I probably just wouldn't bother having kids. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since we've caught up, and I know, like, we've had this pattern for years. So, like, it's always like, oh, the bloody kids. And it's just, like, it is so, like, I've loved them when it's been great, but it's so exhausting. It's, like, financially quite the burden. Mm. Like, it's been, like, I've had a more costly two weeks out of work than I would have had in, and I'll buy a lot of Greggs. So, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm out of pocket, I'm out of energy, I'm out of juice, and I'm just, and I'm, frankly... To quote Anastasia, I'm out of love. Like, it was really great to see them off to school today and come back in and hang out with you guys. So just right now, as you catch me right now, yeah. Um, with it being better part of three weeks that we've not seen each other. Oh, absolutely. You, know, you flew out trip. to LA early in the week. So three weeks removed. Like, you might be catching me while I'm kind of like, my nerve endings are quite raw and frayed and like ragged. I, I would just say like, all the jokes aside that we've had over the years, I kind of look at you and I'm just like, well, one, you got the lot. Like, you got it all. I've been to your house. Yeah. Um, You've got a wonderful wife. You guys have put me up there before. Like, it's just this really great life. And, like, the thing with having kids is that you, you don't really, it's never about the, oh, the, the, when the babies, the dirty nappies, when they get to the age of, like, toddlers and walking, oh, they can get everywhere and they can touch everything. Where mine are at at the moment, like, seven and ten, where it's just, what are they into? How do you protect them? How do you guide them and help mm. them and coach them? And then God knows what's to come as teenagers and adults and all these things that our parents go through, even though we're adults now. Like, it's, it's all of it. It's just all of it. It's so consuming. You are never <laughs> off the clock. And I just, I don't know, it's my head sometimes feels like it kind of, and look at my giant square head. Yeah. This ginormous football pitch of a head sometimes kind of contain all of that flying around. And I just, I don't know, it's just, I feel like not to be overly profound or anything, but it's just like, I love where you're at, mate, in your life. And I just think it's really cool that you get to do that and you get to work with us. So you get to know it. Yeah, get a taste like, of it. like feel it firsthand. <laughs> so yeah, just, like, I know we'll get the Smackdown, but like three weeks, like, how's it been? Any news? Well, regarding... Uh having children I appreciate what you said but my wife and Louise and I we're gonna do it anyway <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, it's the first time well the raw preview I suppose technically would be the first time that three Dadleys are on a podcast yeah uh, Spike yeah. Dadley making his debut today <laughs> it's very appropriate isn't it that uh, yeah had the gender reveal um, if, if you haven't seen this on my social media uh, go and check it out because I'd like to point out, by the way, for all the people going, bloody hell, you're my wife. What's she putting up with? That was Anne Louise's idea. Of course it was. Of course it was. Because I was just happy to do the old confetti cannons. Mm -hmm. Ironic that you thought you were cashing in when really, believe me, it's just going to be cash going out <laughs> and out and out and out. For, yeah, full disclosure, um, the the cannons that go off prior to the big reveal, mm -hmm. if, you've seen, if you know, you know. I really appreciate that. They were meant to be rainbow cannons, not just dust. Oh, right. <laughs> so, yes, so I thought that's a great bit, that they've got cannons that don't make it clear. Yeah, well, they were meant to be, they were sold to us uh -huh. as, or to the uh, Emily who organised all this for us, and thank you to Emily for sorting all of that out and somehow managed to keep it all a secret. We had no idea, 100% true that. Yeah. Um, they were sold to her as like, you pull it and, you know, like you'd get normally like a mist of pink or a mist of blue. Yes. It's going to be a mist of all the colours of the rainbow. Mm -hmm. Not, as we found later, just fire some packets of 
stuff that doesn't really explode. Kind of look like what, like, um, like Mr. Fuji threw in uh, yeah, Yokozuna's exactly. face when Hulk Hogan beat him, beat him at WrestleMania Nine, just like. Pfft. But um, yeah, it all works out in the end. And uh, and shout out to, to my dad and my father-in-law Paul, uh, who uh, held the ladder like a referee. Uh, AW, that's great. That. <laughs> Now, the whole thing is superb. We are, me and Sidgwick are so excited to, um, like we're not even really all three of us talked about this shit. I'm excited for like little bits of, to like stuff to just drip feed its way through the podcast over the next several months while yeah. Anne Louise is pregnant and then in the early days. I'm so excited to see you try and spin the plates of early days of fatherhood mm. and being Adam Wilborn's brackets be, general. I, like, be I delirious. Do, I've got the faith in you to do it. And you might have a, like we had... Two kids, again, for Christ's sake, stick with one. But, like, we had two, and, like, it's that cliched thing that a lot of parents of two will tell you. I had, like, my, first, and I had my first, like, uh, there was, like, a video thing that Anne Louise got. We've got classes proper coming up, but there was a yeah. video thing that, that was just Anne Louise saw on Instagram, and I already got my first, like, oh, thank God, where she was like, yeah, um, so here's what you do if you have one child, and if you're lucky enough to be having twins... You've got twice as much of this. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, thanks for not, thank God we're not having twins or anything like yeah. that. So, yeah, one's good for now. One, one is uh, forever. Uh, <laughs> no, like, the, we had the cliche thing of, like, one sleeps and one doesn't and all mm. the rest of it. And that the sleeping one was great um, because it's it, everything else can be focused upon when you've had, like, a little bit of sleep. It's the same as without kids. Yeah. You need sleep. And uh, I just I love the idea of if you don't get that, if you're not given the gift of a sleeping child watching you nonetheless the robust broadcast professional that you are like trying to remain your like i i don't know like if he's got kids actually i've not checked i need to see if like on stax's wikipedia personal life if he's got any children because like he is going to be the uh, child's godfather i should break that to you now that's excellent he never sells how tired he is from all the flying no but i wonder if finally that might start like say for example like the back end of this year be interesting to see if like all those flights might finally start tiring i think out. i'm having a mental breakdown on this podcast <laughs> i think that's what's gonna happen <laughs> I, think, I don't think it's gonna be initially because i'm gonna be yeah. on that wave but i had this the other day where i came back into work on the tuesday after the bank holiday yeah and i was like oh i'm fine i've Got over the. I didn't really have any jet lag because I managed to lucky enough sleep yeah. on the flight back. Um, not because the seats are any good for someone who's six foot three, but because no one sat on my row, so I just laid out on it. Basically, oh, you got the dream. Oh, it was unbelievable. Me and Nicholas were just giving evils to like anyone what did not sit. <laughs> do not. Sit. Me and him both stretched out, so it was awesome. That. I, you'd think it'd go the other way with Nicholas, where like somebody, like somebody would give him the eye in that way of like, can I sit down next to you? But it'd be the type of person where you'd look and be like, yes, you come. Yeah, you can sit right down right there. Yeah. But um, no, at that point, me and him were both not at the end of our tether because we had an amazing time. Yeah. Uh, but it was very much like it's just, it's end of the trip sleep Slip, day. Sleep it's eleven time. p.m. on the Wednesday. Well, or you weren't recording a podcast when. at forty thousand feet. No, you didn't do any of that. <laughs> um, but um, thank you to everyone, by the way, for being so patient with us over the last uh, few weeks to such an extent that I came in here and did a solo raw review, which was brilliant, actually. It's I love doing that. Strange if you and if you it? and Sid want to take more Tuesdays off and not talk about Monday Night Raw, mate, mate I, I don't want to take another day off. I, I'm rage. You came in this morning with a big smile on your face, like, "Hey, it's three bank holidays, mate. I'll, I've done it, mate." I, like every day was a bank holiday for the fat end of the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, um, I should. I, I'm going to mention this now because I might forget it. Otherwise, there was a Raw review, and apologies to whoever this was. There was a Raw review a few weeks back, and I obviously knew that we were pregnant. I say we, and Louise. Mm. She's kind of doing most of the heavy lifting yeah. here, let's be honest. Um, and it was someone 
who sent us a lovely email about having a rainbow baby. And shout out to them, by the way, because that's, I'm going to try and find this whilst we're doing the SmackDown. Yes, review. it was for the five-star review. Yeah, they were talking it? about rainbow baby, which is a term I'd never heard before mm-hmm. um, and was applicable to, to Anna Louise and I. Yeah. Uh, Hamid. Yes. That, yes. Well, it was Hamid. Love engaging out. with Hamid on Twitter. Uh, King Hoji 86 Great crack, Hamid. Thank you for that. because we So we read that out. I'd never heard the term rainbow baby. Obviously, mm. it was applicable to, to mine and Louise's situation. And um, and you ta- you two started giving advice to Hamid. And I was like, "Does it, do they know? <laughs> Should I get my notepad out? Because this is uh, <laughs> going to be some big news dropping in a few There's weeks. a nice full circle thing as well, because just before... Um, you told us the news. I think was it just before you told us the news, or just after? Just after, I think. But it was just before you went to LA. We uh, had a Saturday afternoon together. Yes, where my kids got to hang out with their uncle Adam, who they're a big fan of. And I love. I've realised yeah, like, because I don't take any responsibility. That's why. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's great. Like your wife got in the car, and it was just like, here's some sweets. So they were like, like her. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then we were all going to a soft play anyway. Yeah. So it was like, like this. And then it was back to your house while the weather was a bit rubbish to watch a film. La La and Crocodile. La La Crocodile. Yeah. And then the weather got nice. It was like football in the park, is it? And you live this close to the park, do you? Like it was just Willy Wonka's chocolate factory of a Saturday, <laughs> basically. But like. Um, it occurred to me the baby maths make it like I can offer you the ultimate payback here because so my kids are seven and ten mm. currently. When your firstborn at least is seven, my kids can come around and babysit them. <laughs> I want, I'm out. I, like I've, that's me. Like I've I've left the circle at this yeah. point. I've left the circle, but I'll send them two round to be like you know how like Adam gave you that great day once. You're gonna do this for a seven year old now. Yeah, so, gone. <laughs> out you go. Whingy teenagers, get the hell out of my house and go and do something nice for a friend of mine. <laughs> yes, it's uh, the only the only thing I've had so far around all the excitement because we're due mid-August. What's the uh, AW London show announcement where I was like, ah. <laughs> I swear, right, such is the way my brain works. There was about three or four thoughts spiralling as I watched this announcement. Number one was like, oh, Christ, as he said, stadium when he meant arena. Because uh, yeah, that's a, that's a UK this. Wembley thing, isn't it? Like Americans often say Wembley Stadium and don't like they conflate the two. Or they say Wembley and they or they, what do they have a London Bridge and Tower Bridge? They yeah, like Wembley Arena is like that's what they think we as a nation mean when we say Wembley. And I get that it's just you know, yeah. um, it's kind of like sporting holy ground in the UK Wembley Stadium. So that was one of my first thoughts. My second was the date and thinking about wow, like. Are we as a group, what culture going to make a trip as as we did with Clash at the Castle? As we're hoping to do with money, nothing announced mm-hmm. yet, but like yeah, fingers yeah. crossed, near the time we'll be able to sort of announce some stuff. Not those prices for the tickets, but okay. Oh boy. Um, so like all these kind of like thoughts spiraling in my head because I was off work as well and I was kind of having to watch and then go back to being a parent. And then it hit me, I was like, being a parent, August. And I think I messaged you, didn't I? I was you like, did, what's yeah, the yeah. baby maths on this situation? And then you did, it was like, well, if the baby's on time, Two weeks old, something like that? Uh, yeah, if you're lucky. Like, your other halves are, are fine with you uh, just disappearing <laughs> for a full weekend at a time in the in the real sort of trenches, aren't they? Like, Especially uh, because it would it would actually arguably be an extended weekend. It's not going to happen, obviously. But um, And thank you to everyone who said, like, I can't wait to see all you guys at all in. I was like, you're going to have to keep on waiting for that one. <laughs> um, you miss Clash. It's a thing, me and you have a weird thing with this, don't we? So, like, yes, we got WrestleMania 38 eight, yeah. and Steve Austin's return. But, like, the story that we plotted, mm-hmm. like, I saw the key story development yeah. and you saw the payoff. And we were unable to see those things together. Yeah, we had to spread on. ourselves, like, into these different venues all across the world in order to make this so. 
Yeah, and we're gonna, not going to be there. Oh, no, we, we're hopefully going to be there, I should say, mm -hmm. uh, when he gets the money in the bank briefcase. Of He's course. my pick. That, so that would be the one we could do together, potentially. Yeah. Yes, of course, of course. Um, and then by then, AEW will think, well, we need him. So, like, Tony Khan's going to sign him up. And they'll um, have given up on Cody, actually, by that point. So they'll have him catch the <laughs> Money in the Bank briefcase and on the Raw after Money in the Bank. I'm not fine. I'm looking forward to the Raw preview, by the way, because we've not really spoke about this. We'll save it's it for the Raw fine. preview. I'm not fine. It's I'm not, fine. I'm knocking, like, my, you know, this, like, sort of, uh, remember this energy when, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I am continuing to remember this energy. Uh, like, we'll, we'll do five minutes on SmackDown show yeah, at the yeah, end yeah, of this yeah, podcast, yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll cover that in the Raw, because we've got, like, when there's nothing to preview on Raw, which inevitably there won't be much. There is a lot, actually, is this there? week. Okay. Well, I was going to say, it gives us time to all have a catch-up on air, doesn't Indeed. it? Well, we'll still do that, obviously. That's oh, good. Yeah. Um, but just let it play out, mate. This, this, this is the storytelling promotion. So. Yeah. Well, it was. Um, anyway, let's talk SmackDown. Well, if you, this is nice. If you like this, then we'll do more of it on the upcoming podcast. And if you don't like this... Generally, you just skip about 10 minutes into each podcast we do for the next week or so. If you don't like this, go back and like listen to the last two weeks of coverage from this feed because there was none of it. We could have none of that <laughs> yeah. track as, as, as a trio. So. If you don't like that, go and listen to Road Dog, I suppose. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then you come fucking running back. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, any of the people that have ever been nasty on Twitter, even then I wouldn't recommend them listening to that. You'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's talk about this SmackDown. Um, I really quite enjoyed this show. I loved one specific section of it that I'm really looking forward to getting into. I am unconvinced. Again, loads of this is like new developments, loads of post WrestleMania mm. developments. So it's going to fall be, out. Wait a second. It's going to sound like bigger picture than individual elements of SmackDown. This, and I do apologise for that. I'm unconvinced about a pretty significant story in this company at the moment. But I loved, loved one of the undercard developments. So let's dive into it. The show opens with the new tag team champions. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn coming out um, whilst they recap what happened uh, on the Raw and the SmackDown and all the fallout with uh, the Bloodline and Sokoa and Riddle and blah, blah, blah. Uh, get an incredible reaction, as they have done for weeks, if not months now, do Owens mm -hmm. and Zayn. Um, Zayn pointed out that they main evented WrestleMania with the tag team titles, which was the correct decision. I will point that out. Yes. And... Uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley was a genuinely brilliant surprise. There was comparisons made to um, Batista Undertaker, wasn't there? For yeah. Them. Oh, we're not getting the main event, right? Well, we'll just go and try and be it instead. All for that. I was. I was. It, it, it distracted me from paying twenty dollars for a cheeseburger, and so far oh, that's Jesus Christ. Um, it talks about their friendship. Talks about when how was it in terms of like where would you value it in a dollar range? Ooh, what the cheeseburger? Yeah, not um, the same as it's never going to top the brisket. Sixteen dollar brisket? Nah, that blows it out of water. <laughs> I got two meals effectively there. This was just a cheese. Nice. Yeah, good, good cheeseburger. But brisket, brisket's goated. So, so far, I like the um, so far the sides of so far letting the air. Were like, was it nice to have like that kind of like natural air getting let in and the light coming in from because it, it looked lovely. It in the was. Way that, I think. Like, I think if it had been there another hour, I think things might have taken a turn. I think the temperature was dropping rapidly yeah, yeah. Uh, and the second night. I don't know whether it was actually windier on the second night or it was just that <laughs> fury <laughs> the around dark it. clouds, the literal dark like, clouds. When we were filming what went down, I was like, this mood's different. <laughs> um, the first night was obviously just this, you know, a yeah. wave of puppies, basically. C Cody wins the main event in his best WrestleMania ever. Yeah. Let it play out, mate. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so um, they talk about the draft making things unpredictable. Will it? I mean, you'd 
Tag champs on both shows, so what does it matter? Yeah, this exact episode, as is often the case with WWE, contradicted the rules of the draft. <laughs> like they do that quite a lot. Yeah, don't they? they can't yeah. really work it out, no. even though it's their own thing. Um, they haven't thought about the draft though, because they're busy dealing with the bloodline. Uh, they point out Owen says, "Look, they're more dangerous than ever." And uh, he knows that they're just going to come out and demand a rematch soon. And here they come, flanked by Sulusakoa, um, talking about pressure. You don't know pressure. You're going to fold under the pressure. Um, we're going to become nine-time champions. Um, but Zayn fires back saying, well, you're not the ones who have to report back to daddy. Mm-hmm. Roman reigns without the titles. Um, Jay says, hey, I was wrong. I was wrong about everything. And I'm wrong about the fact that it's going to be Owens turning on Zayn. In fact, it's going to be Zayn stabbing Owens in the back, backstabbing his brother like he backstabbed our own, uh, our whole Dan family, is what uh, Jay said here. Jimmy fires back. Facts! Um, uh, Zayn says, I'm impressed. Impressed with your ability to lie to yourself, that is. Got him. Um... Everyone knows Reigns is furious. They don't have the titles. Brilliant development with this later on in the night. Um, and they say, oh, you know, let's have a bare knuckle fight then. Uh, and they do the <laughs> the sort of nexus thing where they surround the ring, except there's one way you could just leave and not get into a fight. Yeah. Because you've got the numbers disadvantage. But it didn't matter because Matt Riddle ran down to ringside to get into it with Sokoa. Um, Owens and Zane brawl with the Usos. Riddle hits Sokoa with a knee to the face. Um, and... This basically sets up the main event, Riddle, Sokoa, for later on in the evening. This was what I was referring to when I said I'm not wholly convinced on this yet as a story development. Um, I don't know if it's the... It's just the the hole in my heart that was pierced when Roman beat Cody. I don't know if it's that right, but I don't think the bloodline feel right at the moment. I don't think the vibe... Is right. It's a lot like, and this is a compliment to WWE. It's a lot like when we analyze AEW, and sometimes you talk about these abstract concepts, mm. vibe and energy and feeling, because it is feeling. It's like we. It's very weird that we do this for a living because you're trying to apply a few objective metrics. Yeah. <laughs> it's wholly subjective, and I love doing it because it's ultimately, of course, just like generating conversation and thoughts and stuff. But something to me has felt off about the bloodline as a serious entity since WrestleMania. Um, the way, because the story was so focused on the fall, and then they haven't fallen, it's like there was this, like people called it cinema, and it wasn't. But if you were going to suggest that this was a prestige drama television show, which it still wasn't, but if you were going to suggest <laughs> that, it's not even like the prestige drama got one extra series, because that's what happens in America. And it was like, oh, God, this wasn't the plan. We've got to keep going. Mm. The commission does for a 10th season and we're all going to be made millionaires. So we're going to keep on doing it. It's like, no, you should have ended at season nine or whatever. This is like, they've not even filmed it. They just left the cameras rolling. Mm. So the characters have continued to exist in this world that really shouldn't be like the Usos not being tag champions is the bit of the world that should be. Yeah. The fact that Roman reigns, the God of all of this, like conclusively the God of all of this now stood down with relative ease, one of the lads cheated. Like, with relative ease, stood down this challenge that was seemingly the one that was going to bring him down. Mm. And he stood it down. So, if you're Roman... He did recover from two crossroads very quickly. Yeah. If you're going to... At this point, on everything that we've known about the line, on this epic saga that should have ended the way it should have ended, and I'm not just doing this to beat that drum, now, he should just sack them. Like, you're rubbish. Like, that I have proven over and over again 
that proven in inverted commas over and over again with all of this interference that I am what ties all of this together. Mm. I am the head of the table, blah, 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 blah. But you do not even belong in my orbit. Solo, you can stay, but you can stand outside the door. Like, I get that, like, this is where we're going. Now, what it is I think I'm trying to get to here is that I feel like now, rather than voluntarily embracing the beats of the story, I'm back to just seeing the wires with with all of this. Yeah. Like, I like Jey Uso wearing the white T-shirt, right? I like the idea that he's, there's a, there's the element of, like, when he wore the red one when he turned on Sammy, because that was the one they'd worn together at Survivor Series. And this idea, like, t- a bit of T-shirt law, but, like, this idea that, like, there's this one last little bit of virtuousness within mm. Jay that he wants to... He'll never fully believe what he's saying because down the line there's a fight with Roman coming and he's going to be the one brave enough to have it. And I, I, That might come good again. It might. But the, Roman not being there used to be quite exciting. Mm. And it's become 2021. It's become, oh, I'll just disappear again until there's a heel. We get this later on the show. Like, there's, there's somebody that's returned. There's a baby face that, like, quite fancies a title shot and he might get one. So what? Like, I, honestly, I feel like the air has gone out of the balloon a little bit with the bloodline. And I don't think, on, on another point, which I was kind of going to get to in the, like, later on the show, but I might as well do it here because we've rambled on enough that, like, I'm going to want to cut it short at the end. I don't, I like that Matt Riddle came back and Vince Matt Riddle is, eh, banter the Miz off. Actual Matt Riddle is, well, hang on, there's a feed I'm supposed to be having here. Mm. So I'm glad that they've gone back yes. to that. It's, it's just common sense. I'm not going to, like, do... Throw a parade from, but this is absolutely the story they should be telling. Riddle should be there. They believe that Roman holding the belt is more interesting than Cody holding the belt because internally they are pretty terrible at telling babyface champion stories. Owens and Zane feels completed, whereas it should be. See, I disagree. Moving on to that, I feel like they are out there at the moment walking around like they're taking one very, very long FA Cup bus tour around a city instead of, right, what we... We didn't just take the titles to take the titles. We took the titles to lift the tyranny that the bloodline held over yeah. WWE. The story didn't get fucking completed. That it, like this finish, this Cody Rowan thing is such a disaster because of all the See, other... I, I the, the tendrils that spiral off, right? But particularly here, because they're now as tag team champions... I understand that you want to fight and win against the Usos again mm-hmm. because not only have you beaten them, it's like we want to beat you again because it's like we want to like pound your dicks into the dirt for mm-hmm. all the bad that you did yeah. and Jay has got this whole story and that we, we need to beat you again. It's like extra validation. But the, oddly, one of the best things that could have happened happened on the stupidest time for it to happen, which was them offering a title shot to a team that deserved it and the Street Profits come out and take it. That's that is actually what you should be doing with Kevin and Sammy. They should be trying to suggest to the bloodline, yeah, we'll fight you again, but you can frig off if you get in a title shot and you can frig off if you think you're going to talk us into it and neg us into it. We want to take on Braun and Ricochet. We want to, like, the Street Profits thing was stupid booking, but it was the right play. You should yes. have just got them to backlash or something. I agree. Like, that tag showcase at WrestleMania ruled. It and it was like, it? it was Triple H having a bit of a flex. He'd seen what had happened on SmackDown. And we reviewed that eight man that kicked ass as well. And it was yeah. like, I think that might be really quite brilliant. And quietly, he's assembled the pieces into looking like quite a decent little tag division post WrestleMania. This is Booker and, of the Year. That's why. And that's what, it was one decision off it. And that's what the. Well, it wasn't his decision by that point. <laughs> yeah. That was the. For me, the play with this tag title run. And already it feels like wheel spinning. And doing the Usos thing as an obligation. You see, I really disagree with you on this. Okay. Maybe it's me huffing the copium or whatever people say <laughs> on Twitter. Like, I will stand here and say, yeah, Cody should have won the title at WrestleMania. Yeah. But I 
I don't think it's completely dead. And again, maybe it's the Simpsons. It's, uh, it's still good. It's, I think there is a genuinely fantastic story that could be told here. I am nowhere near as confident as I would have been three months ago. If you just said Vince is, mm, well, preferably nowhere near anything, yeah. but at the bare minimum, just in the back, just just answering the phone, twirling his mustache, talking to Saudi lads, talking to whoever, the lads from Endeavour. I'd feel a lot more confident in this, but I think there is a story to be told. Yeah, you know, it's, it, the, 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 I think he should have won the title. I think mm. you do win the title. Win the title. And his first defense is backlash. Brock Lesnar, amazing, yeah. brilliant. But says that it's right there in his song. Hard times breed better men. He's had him. He left the company. Like I agree, yeah. but I'm saying that it, I don't think it's the it's end t- of the t- world. Me and you were there when his tip fell off. I like, think uh, it's. I think you you've got this really, like at the same at the same time because I don't think that I don't think the bloodline's just sort of hanging about now. Mm. I think the Romans just seen this opportunity to go bye. I'm not. I'm. I'm yeah. I've become everything that I despised in terms of. I'm not working backlash. I, well, he, do, he doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. It's. A, we mean Andy were talking about this on the news. He doesn't need to have a title defense on there in terms of the fact that it, no one would buy it. Are the right? bloodline Ross with the fajitas pretending things are fine without actually checking that things are fine. Well, I, I, no, I think they know it's. Like, every, they all know it's falling apart. Yeah, I think they all know, and I think Sammy and Kevin wanted to get on with. Let's let's fight all the tag teams we can and put on these just ripper matches all the time, right? Mm. The Street Brothers thing was what it was, and I agree that they shouldn't have immediately beaten them on the Raw after WrestleMania. But And then not save Cody. Yeah. But the thing was, I think you're looking going, they know one more, one more definitive tag title victory over the Usos, and they are gone from the bloodline. Then it's Solo Sokoa, right? who either Cody gets rid of in a mm. final act of, right, here's the final thing that needs to fall before he's completely on his own, yeah. right? Or you do the great Paul Heyman. I think I'm going to go with this guy, actually, Roman, because he seems like the future. Yeah. And he kind of needs a math piece. So I'm going to go with him. Roman's all on his own. And then SummerSlam, it closes with Cody Rhodes winning the big one. Like, I don't think it's the right decision. It's, it's, not, it's not the first... It's the second best option, basically. When Cody the first wins, best option was just put the title on Cody at WrestleMania. Yeah, when Cody beats Roman, and I think it will be Cody, I'm not going to sit there grumpily with my arms folded while everybody cheers for Cody beating Roman and finally win- holding the belt mm-hmm, off and mm-hmm. living his dream and all that sort of stuff. But between now and then, I'm going to try really hard, because it's my job, to try and articulate why it's just not enough. Like, it's it's just... it's a, It's such a weird... Thing. It's, I, I don't know if it's a lived-in experience to know something so conclusively and yet not quite be able to have the words to just tell people, well, hey, this is why. Like, it's it's going to be really cool when Cody beats Roman, but it shouldn't have been really cool. It should have been everything, and it should have been everything uh, in a way that, like, fed and supplied WWE with narrative structure and audience satisfaction and building blocks and so much more for years to come i'm talking 10 years to come and they will get uh like smaller minimized versions of all yeah. of those things when it happens yeah. and those diminished returns will be presented as c by the exact arseholes i'm not going to name but you're all thinking of one if you listen to this there'll be someone that you hate mm. that's this positivity troll or a WWE co-opted journal or whatever that will be giving you <laughs> 
that you feel stupid for saying that they ruined it at WrestleMania. No, this is one of those times when it's absolutely both. You are refusing to acknowledge the diminished returns because they will not appear on the surface to be diminished because yeah. the company will make money well, in spite get, of itself. This is the thing. He still gets an incredible reaction on Monday Night Raw. CM Punk was never wrong. You just changed the consonants. Back then, he was a millionaire that should be a billionaire. Now he's a billionaire that should be a trillionaire. <laughs> like, he was ne- like, Punk was never wrong about that. Yeah. And this is one of those perfect examples of that. Yeah, and I, look, I think the thing is, as I said, they should have put the title on Cody at WrestleMania. But I don't think... I think people have also gone too far the other way. A bit like we're saying the Raw after WrestleMania was the worst Raw ever, right? Yeah, I get yeah. it. I'm I'm hyperbolic. It's my career to do that sort of thing <laughs> on bullet points for every podcast that yeah. we do. I think it's a stretch to say they've ruined it. Yeah. I think they've said. I think they made the wrong call, but I think they're still. I think also the thing is SummerSlam is only four months after WrestleMania. If it was six, if it was eight, if they're going to take this to WrestleMania. Next year, it's the dumbest decision ever. I still think there's something there. I can plot this out in my head, right? And again, maybe it's me huffing the copium. I, I can, I'll cop to that charge, right? Um, because I'm willing this to be good, a bit like the summer of punk. Like, uh, no, wait, wait and see what's happening with Kevin Nash. One second. Yeah, well, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had mixed feelings on yeah. that, as you can imagine. <laughs> but like, I can see, like, it's laid out for me yeah. in. In the net, in the pay per view cycle, in a weirdly sort of like actually that. So what what have we got? We've got backlash. He's working. He's going to work the Saudi show, Roman, isn't he? Because that'll yeah. be the thousand days. So you've got backlash. Yeah. Where you've got Cody overcoming. This has to go this way, otherwise it's complete. <laughs> then I'll admit it's ruined. Yeah. Cody overcomes Brock. Yeah. Oh, back in the game, baby. And the Usos lose and may well get hoid out of, you know, they might get the solo but to both of the Usos on the Raw or SmackDown or subsequent shows, etc. Then you've got Clash of Champions. Aye, something like right? that. Night of Champions. Where you, or Night of Champions, sorry, yeah, that's it. Um, where you have Matt Riddle versus Roman Reigns. Makes complete sense. Oh, yeah. No one's mm-hmm. buying Roman Reigns losing the title at that show. Yep. He's going to hit a thousand days. He hits a thousand days. What an incredible milestone. But, and they have to do this as well, or something along these lines, on the same night, Cody Rhodes is crowned King of the Ring, Mm -hmm. which he parlays into a title shot, not at Money in the Bank, where you can crown the first person to, well, Dominic Mysterio, who's going to take the title off Cody, obviously. Money in the Bank's Money in the Bank. So I've always said this, it's nice, but you never go into those Money in the Bank premium live events going, tell you what I'm really looking forward to, this title match. Mm -hmm. No, I'm watching for the briefcase stuff. Right, it's not been great in recent years, yeah. But I'm watching for it, and if you give that briefcase to a Logan Paul or a Dominic Mysterio or an LA Naira, right, you go, oh, so that's fine because they're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. You're sort of almost showing your hand. SummerSlam, Solo's gone, Usos have gone. It is the full collapse of the bloodline, and you know maybe the Usos come back the night after SummerSlam as baby faces because they've been written off yeah. in May or something like that. So I think. I get it, and I was part of that. What the, are you thinking? But I think I am going to genuinely, for at least until Backlash, let this play out. On that, and then we will move on. Mm. We'll probably race through some stuff unfairly. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to WrestleMania next year. We Normally we say this cockily in the hope that work, a work trip, yeah, I'm come, going as well. work trip comes through. Uh, I need a I've, break, man. I've... Uh, Eight months old. Yeah, I've got to get out of there, man. Yeah. 
I'm going to go regardless. Um, me and my cousin have long planned a America trip of this. Like, who I used to go to wrestling shows with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All our lives together, pretty much. Um, uh, so we were kind of talking about next year's WrestleMania while discussing this year's WrestleMania. And w- the Roman Cody match finishes. And the first thing we say to each other is like, will Roman walk into WrestleMania 40 as champion? And both of us, like, without you know arranging it, both said, yes, we think he will. So, like, by your he definition, he won't. No. Good bruise bet? Good bruise bet. Good bruise yeah. bet. Roman, I, I'm not a saying... A large good bruise bet of that. Yeah, oh, God, I've just cursed myself, haven't I? I never, <laughs> win, I never win those ones. I think Roman walks in to WrestleMania no 40 as champion. No. I'll tell you what happens. Drops the title of SummerSlam, disappears, and maybe comes back for a big match with The Rock, or something like that. It, there's a lot and to Cody, that. And Cody, yeah. you know Cody faces WrestleMania? Gunther. Correct. Royal That's Rumble it. winner Gunther. Oh, that's nice, yeah. Because he came you so close. And show me a... I'll, I'll be, tell you, mate. Let it play out. I'll, I'll buy you that good breeze the day as after a, Roman As a loses. paid WWE employee off the back <laughs> of the WWE Legends uh, Dusty Rhodes documentary, you yeah. know, I've got the inside track, mate, so stick with me, good. you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Right, let's return to uh, Friday Night Smackdown. Uh, we got a video package recapping the feud between Xavier Woods and L.A. Yeah. I'm so in. Two things that I'm annoyed about from WrestleMania outside of match results. All right. Number one, didn't get to see L.A. Night whole, no. whole weekend. Phil saw him on SmackDown and said how flipping over he was. Mm-hmm. Didn't get any of that. None of that. Didn't get to see the judgment, jinxing the Judgment Day's theme. No. None of those shows that I went to had... Because they were all in there. I've reached a point now where like people say... Like, I've got my phone out. I'll tell you, because I was like, I need to film this for Hamlet. It's one thing yeah. he talks about. And I was ready. And like Edge does his thing, and Miller's popping his little tits off, which was really nice to see. And then Balor obviously does the demon entrance, and then he gets his head split open. 
right? Oh, yeah. Dom gets the best WrestleMania entrance I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And then Rhea comes out as Rhea rather than mm-hmm. good indeed. They've all got their own uh, things, haven't they? Anyway. They're such big stars. So, uh, LA Knight, he's a, a megastar. Yep. And we've called this from day one, basically, his arrival in Happens NXT. somebody every year where the timing just doesn't work out and somebody slips through the cracks, and it was him and Bobby Lashley this year. Yeah, probably should have put them on rather than, you know, the yeah. owner's son. <laughs> work and was gassed. And I, I, I didn't hear how all that worked out. The greatest people's elbow. Like we saw the greatest entrance and the best people's elbow I've ever seen, and yeah. I've never seen The Rock live. <laughs> so I saw Not a, top that. So like a TikTok video or something of a fan filming it from the front row, and it was a cameraman, like obviously getting information from the back, screaming across the ring to Snoop Dogg, punch him! <laughs> I think punch Jess, him! Uh, Jessica Carr got the same, didn't she? She's yeah. Like, Snoop, you You see Miz going, cover me, cover me, which is quite sweet as well. So. It was really good. Yeah. It was the best. It was the best best version of events that I was laughing uncontrollably. I was in like a fit that didn't can't like I, I wasn't able to come down from it for about ten minutes afterwards. Uh, Xavier Woods in LA Night worked a really enjoyable match yet again. Mm-hmm. I love these two in the ring together. Just worked really well. Um, Knight gets sent out to ringside early on. Woods hits a huge dive to the floor, but then Knight temps Woods over and sends him into the ring apron and then into the ring post. And we go to a break and come back and. Uh, Knight takes advantage from a missed splash from Xavier Woods and hits a jumping neck breaker. Uh, then he tries to suplex Woods out of the ring. Oh, my God. Terrified when that <laughs> happened. Um, but instead, Woods hangs Knight in the ropes, hits a double foot stomp uh, off the top, uh, and hits a leg drop off the uh, second rope to get a two-count. Oh, no, to get a two-count because uh, LA Knight grabs the ropes. Um, Knight O'Connor rolls Xavier Woods and grabs the tights, but the referee says, no, 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 you can't be doing that. So Woods counters it and does the same thing with the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, uh, the surprise roll-up yeah. with the tights mm-hmm. uh, to get the victory. I didn't mind this. I know a lot of people were pissed off that LA Knight lost again, but yet again, it's lost with a, an asterisk. And I like where this is going for one Xavier Woods, who couldn't have been nicer at Wale Mania, so maybe I'm biased. <laughs> Story stuff, isn't it? With LA Knight, his defeats tend to be part of a... Like, we always go back to the... Um, like, he was he coming off the back of a defeat when he found himself suddenly embroiled in the Mysterio drama and got mm. that match with Ray. He was just straight out of the back of the Bray Wyatt thing. Yeah. Like, it's... But hadn't he lost on SmackDown Oh, he probably night? lost to Kofi or Xavier. And he was yeah. really, like, he was pissed off and fizzing backstage, and he he's walks into that. He's Teflon to defeats. He's Teflon to defeats, and, which is really helpful in a company that, like, obviously <laughs> yeah. doesn't like committing to its... It's wins and losses sometimes. Um, but this this has been a prevailing story with the New Day, with Woods now, and I'll, I think LA Knight is an infectious presence on this show in all the best ways. I, I find it like it's just a magnetic persona at this point. All the buzz, if you can call it that, around him winning money in the bank is very, very... It's organic in a way that people used to describe Sami Zayn's rise as. Like That was clearly this very well-constructed Might be story. the first year I don't pick Sami. Yeah, money in the bank. For like, like, I'm picking Dominic. By the way, sorry, LA. His run so far, LA Knights hasn't, on paper, looked like much, and yet to Phil's point about the live SmackDown and to what you see every week, feels way bigger than they could try and create manually. Yeah, best move was turn him on the first night, like you know, him being there for him so that he can become the butt of jokes. But gradually, as as all the best babyface turns are from the fans willing. This performer to turn because they love him so much, mm-hmm. and that's where we're in. That's the space we're in tonight. It's really exciting. I think there's a glow around him. Yeah, like I, I, he's somebody I I get most excited about across the entire wrestling week to see. Um, and following this, 
we see uh, a meeting backstage for Imperium that's interrupted by a trombone playing Xavier Woods. Uh, Gunther says, you're a goof. I don't like goofs, which <laughs> we thought was weird words coming out of Gunther's mouth, but yeah. I, I quite liked. Um, they argue, basically. Uh, Xavier Woods says, uh, yeah, everyone seems to get a title shot ahead of me. Well, I've just won that match. Let's have a bare knuckle fight then. Um, I want a title shot before I get potentially drafted somewhere else in the next couple of weeks, and that sets up... A title match, yes, please. Cool, I think that's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to watch that. It's going to be sick, and also I'm slightly scared for when Xavier Woods does his like, you know, his little walk along the ropes jump thing into yeah. a huge chop. Based on it being Woods as well, are they show- like he's going to lose? Xavier Woods is going to lose, and he might lose very badly. Are they showing us something much further down the line about Imperium versus New Day as a way for Biggie and Kofi to return at the same time? I mean, uh, first of all, oh my god, yeah. Um, Sorty a while I mania said hello. Oh yeah, he messaged me on the side just to say that he just, caught up with his. Just awesome! What a lovely man that yeah. is. Uh, get well soon. Yeah, Only so. come back if you're ready, though. Obviously. Yeah. Um, also gets us a decent thumbnail, I'd say, with you know Kofi's little chest thing, mm-hmm. and you used to have it with the Big Show. Yes. Now we'll just get a screenshot of that with Gunther and say like 100k off that, won't it? Wins everywhere. <laughs> anyway. Really excited for that match, though. I, think, I can't remember if, it was ne- if it's this week or next week. Imagine the New Day wearing, like, Imperium gear. Like, I'll just come out in the trunks, but they're, like, all New Day with a splash of colours and stuff. Like, with the tracksuits. Oh. Hands behind the back. Good stuff. <laughs> um, we got a video package then recapping uh, what happened with Solo Sokoa mm-hmm. and taking Matt Riddle off TV for 100-odd days. And then we got a, a, a quite an enjoyable backstage pep talk where Sammy Zane's like, yeah, I can't help but feel some of this is my fault considering I was right there whilst you got <laughs> your career almost ended. But he says, look, you know, I've dealt with these guys before, especially solo. Um, you need to be careful out there. Um, and Kevin Owens like, be careful. Bollocks to that. Kick his fucking head in for what he did to you. And Riddle's all fired up and he promised to beat Solo Sokoa later. There's a great episode of The Office um, where Michael confuses an insurance salesman with a mafia Don, and uh, he gets conflicting advice about how to deal with that from both Dwight and Andy Bernard, and that's what it reminded me of here. This is what I'm talking about, though. Fun, but I feel like it's incredibly lightweight, and considering that Riddle's making this comeback from a career-ending injury nearly, and we've seen so much heartfelt stuff with Kevin and Sammy, it already feels like they're kind of reverting a bit to type, and it feels knockabouty rather than... See, I think they're just re-reminding everyone... Like you think you've got past this, well, there's then this, and this. Yeah. It's a you know, there's there's the the it, Roman's only where he is because he's built all these fences that you have to, or you know, walls you have to get through. I'll say this as well though. I said this before WrestleMania, didn't I? I feel like all the time there show us ways in which Kevin Kevin and Sammy fundamentally can't stay together. Yeah, like you see their differences. Oh yeah, all the time, and that's really fun because one day they're gonna fall out. Um, we go to the back where. Hey, Kyla. Is chatting to three people, um, Damien Priest, Rhea Ripley, and Dominic Mysterio. And um, they're in the f***ing judgment day. Yeah. Dominic Mysterio is the best heel in all of wrestling right now. And think of the ground that covers. The bit, Phil showed me this, right, from the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Oh, my God, yes. Rhea speaks. I'm not sure if Finn was there or not. If he wasn't, that's quite right, because yeah. he's been through a lot. This match was great, by the way. Oh, my God. On Raw. Oh, Oh, yeah. Well, everyone's uh, travel chaos. Do you want to go and <laughs> 15 minutes, lads? Oh, yeah. Put an absolute main event banger on for the opener. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Whoever, whether Finn there is not, he talks. Damien talks. Rhea talks. Dominic gets the mic near his mouth. 
the loudest booze almost all weekend that you heard. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Fantastic stuff. And uh, as well, it was nice to do that with you because, like, every time I did that little Judgment Day song, my kids didn't sing along and my wife told me off for the swearing, <laughs> so it just isn't the same doing it at home. Um, they talk about Zelina Vega making Ripley look bad. She's obviously going to be the next challenger for Rhea Ripley, which I'm absolutely fine with, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, she flips out, Ripley does, at this mere suggestion that she made her look anything other than perfect. Um, and Dominic calms everyone down, says, don't talk to Mammy like that, basically. And Damien Priest literally said, uh, Santa Escobar can go. <laughs> yeah. um, and he said, you've got bad friends in the LWO and, and Rey Mysterio. Uh, and Bad Bunny, just watch what I do out there. So they come out, um, and yeah, they put down Bad Bunny and talk about backlash and say, oh, you can sit in the front row, Bunny, and watch the show and enjoy it, but don't get involved with the family. He's going to be involved. Yeah, I think, and he might. I think a brilliant I think call. It's going to be awesome. Um, who in the Judgment Day edits videos, do you reckon? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's a Dom thing. It's Dom. I think it's Dom, but like Damien is actually asked on the side if he'll sit down with him every now and then, give him an hour because he actually quite likes it. Yeah, like he he wants to put darker bands. Like he's got like a more of a like sort of this goth metal taste that he's not Dominic's not using as mm. much. And he's like, yeah, can I, uh, can I have a go at that? Can you show me a go? I just like the idea of him going. I like that Dom, but can we do it again, but in slow motion <laughs> so I can really hammer the point home because he did take a sick bump. Yeah, that bunny. It's the best that acquisition the, that WWE's had. That was such a hot beatdown, wasn't it? Like, such a, well, you were there, but, like, what a fabulous... Like when people were like, it's the worst roar ever, I was like, sorry, we were watching the same show. The electric, was it? It, was, it wasn't a good show. No. I will hold my hands up and say that. But Moods were low for a number of reasons, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you just have to be in Los Angeles. I get it, guys. <laughs> um, LWO come out anyway. Uh, Zelina Vega gets into it with Ripley. That allows Santos, uh, Joaquin Wild, and Cruz del Toro. Numbers game. You wouldn't catch the judgment doing doing that, anything no. like that, would you? So it's time for Damien Priest versus Santos Escobar, first of all. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Keep do the, doing this. Uh-huh. Santos Escobar, I'm so happy that he's hit the ground running on the main roster because there was a bit of concern early on, wasn't there? They've just, uh, like, yeah, recap the match, actually, because I'm going to talk about all of this. All yeah, right. so um, back and forth between these two, which I could watch all day long. Priest sends Escobar ringside with a big boot and double axe handles off the steps. Yeah. Oh, my God. To take us to a break. When we come back, they're fighting on the top rope. Escobar hits a Hurricane Rana to get a near fall. Uh, comes back again with a f- running Hurricane Rana and a moonsault. Um, Dom gets involved, but Wild and Del Toro attack Mysterio whilst Cole screams at them to take out <laughs> Dom. Biased. Um, <laughs> Priest makes the save. Escobar hits a big suicide dive to get to heat, baby. Um, Ripley gets involved too, so Vega takes her out with a Hurricane Rana. Um, and all this shenanigans basically allows Priest to, to get advantage on Escobar. Kick to the face, south of heaven, one, two, three. Um, after the match, Priest goes to slam Escobar on the table, but Rey Mysterio arrives to another huge reaction, yeah. uh, and then he attacks his son again. The father <laughs> attacks his his defenseless, innocent son in the ring again, sets him up for the 619, but uh, thankfully Damien saves Dom. I love how... After months of saying no, he's gone from no to bang game to fighting him every yeah. week. Like, he set up the singles match the other week, and he's like, hey, I'll do the tags, whatever you want. I'll beat you up in a post-match attack. I love it that much. He's got a thirst for violence against his own kid. I thought we, oh, we loved that match at WrestleMania, right? But uh, the only tinge was like, oh, it's over now. Yeah. Ray's done it. You're damn nope. right it's over. 
Like it's the most. I this was the storyline I was referring to about kicking ass, all the ass. There was a bunch of asses lined up backstage. They kicked all them. They got out front. They kicked more asses. There's still loads of asses outside the arena that haven't yet been kicked by. How fantastic the storyline is. When Ray and I keep going back to this because I love it so much because we never do this and it's nice to be able to talk about it like this. Do you remember? Yes, you do. Ray Mysterio, Karrion Cross, whoever else it was, and uh, Santa Escobar in a four way. Yep. That was like ah. Bit weird, but all right. Well, somebody wants the Intercontinental title, and then Santos afterwards is like Ray. You know, meant everything to be able to wrestle here, and it was. I know you're going through a difficult time, but I just want to let you know how great I am. And here we are. Like that started there, and it gets us to here. The LWO thing is such an inspired bit of business from WWE, right? Because, and I mean that in every sense. Yeah. Because it wasn't that big a deal in no. WWE, truthfully. Uh, like Eddie Guerrero is rightfully lionized as this incredible like figure and character that almost like looks over WWE sometimes. You know, and people like lovingly pay tribute to him when a heel does it. It's sacrilege, that whole deal. He's got that spot. There's an element of his law rooted within this LWO thing. But it was so, like, just a phase in WCW that this group don't feel like they're embodying any kind of qualities because there weren't really qualities to exist. Mm -hmm. This is, they've just co-opted the branding and Ray has given them the final sign-off on it. It's almost like he had, like, the rights to the merchandising yeah. money. And he's like, yeah, you know what? He's a great. He's, uh, I think you're the future of like business and you're the sort of, you embody those qualities that I had and that I know Eddie had and I wish my son had. And now we're going to do this. Mm. And I love how that's been used to like give them a name and an identity that just feels a bit cleaner and a bit more WWEized than mm. the original version of the stable. It's got like this sort of quite nicely branded focus, but it's just made this stable war effectively yeah. feel perfect. Zelina Vega and Rhea Ripley is a kick-ass match. That that um, Hurricane Rana into oh. the guardrail got as big a reaction as Rey Mysterio come yeah. out. The people are buying Zelina Vega and Rhea Ripley the exact right amount. Nobody knows she's going to win, but people want to root to see a try. Yeah. That is absolutely pitch perfect for Rhea Ripley's first title defense and the type of physical chemistry them two have got. I think I want a six-man more than I want a tag, a backlash. I think I want Me Bad too. Bunny, Ray, and Santos yep. versus Dominic Finn and Damien. Yeah. I'm wondering if this Bad Bunny in the front row thing is actually what's going to happen, and we're going to get a tag match out of this lot, and Bad Bunny and Dominic... Joins the judgment day? I wish. Bad Bunny and Dominic is a singles that you say for, like, SummerSlam or something. Like, I, I'm starting to think, is there more to this than just wow. the match right now? Maybe not, but, like, this is hot stuff featuring a bunch of characters that predominantly are brand spanking new. The TV age of these characters is, what, like, last summer for the Judgment Day? And Santos and, like, uh, Legado Fantasma on the main roster. Well, we can just call them the LWO now, can't we? It's yeah. easy for me. The LWO are, like, six months old. The Judgment Day maybe eight months old. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Rey Mysterio... Uh, reinvigorated as you say he's not he's won the match but this, this war isn't over and it's like now taking a totally different turn I think this is fantastic stuff one of the one of my favourite things in all of wrestling this. see if they pull this off maybe just let their Cody Rhodes story no finish the story let it play out mate Story's, but do you know what's on Raw tonight finished no it's not do you know what the do you know what's on Raw tonight so. what's happening oh yeah Great, man. Like the bloodline and the Judgment Day have made an agreement to take care of each other's business. Yeah. Great. Oh, my God. Really good fun. Yeah. Like a stupid idea that these two groups... Might not happen because it's Vince's rule now, but, you know, we'll talk sick. about it in the preview later. We're sick of them. Well, we're sick of them. Well, shall we uh, switch yeah. it up? Yeah. Um, brilliant pep talk next in the bloodline locker room from Paul Heyman. 
as if he needs it, hyping up Solo Sokoa, talking about the fact that Riddle didn't just embarrass you and the Usos solo, he embarrassed the family. Mm-hmm. Afa, Sika, Yokozuna, Umaga, Rikishi, and most importantly, of course, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. Talk about people spinning in their graves, right? And Sokoa speaks. He says, tell the Tribal Chief, I got this. Oh, my God. I'm not just saying this because he stared the life out of me yeah. backstage at Wally Mania. Solo Sokoa is the greatest NXT <laughs> He is. He definitely is. Um, then it was time for Raquel and Liv, your new tag team champions, to come out and be pally with each other and celebrate their victory and get a big pyro display and what have you. Um, they uh, thank each other. They thank the fans. They thank, uh, sorry, Raquel thanks Liv for letting her chucker at people, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, when they are interrupted, of course... Very sort of by the numbers, this. By Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green. Now, I know you may have glazed over because this was very much a spog standard. You're the champions. You you shouldn't be the champions. We want the first title shot brawl scene. Yeah. Pick up on uh, anything specific that Sonia Deville said here? Go anything? on. She uh, wanted to address the elephant in the room. <gasps> you were very well. Did you see? People said we're not getting any call-ups from NXT. It's right there, guys. Elephant made it on SmackDown. And as you can hear, listeners, good of the elephant to fly over to give us its thoughts Solo. first hand. Solo. <laughs> Shame as well, you know, because on Tuesdays, there's quite a lot of planes going back and forth from the yeah. office. Yeah, well, it, it, the elephant would have come sooner, but um, he sat on the, uh, was sat on one side of the airplane, just went in circles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. DeVille says, you didn't actually pin the champions. Yeah. You pinned one half of the champions. Oh, actually, you pinned someone who wasn't even champion, technically. Uh, which I thought kicked, kind of kicked chaos on Raw, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it was fine. Heel yeah. Stratus. And you got the new champions. Uh, and they, uh, they say how crap Postman Pierce is at his job. And they say, all right, you're the next challengers. And they get into a big brawl. And there you go. Telling us the division sucks does not stop the division sucking, unfortunately. I'm not going to... Now had two different teams who've got title shots, uh, despite the fact they didn't win the showcase. Yeah, I'm not going to throw roses at this. The match might be fine, though. Yeah. Um, Then it was time for the return of Shinsuke Nakamura. Great to see him back uh, for the first time since, I think, November or something like that, uh, to take on, very briefly take on, Mad Cat Moss, who, before the match, was kind of crashing a bit on him. uh. (laughs) Uh, And Emma was kind of crashing on Makeup backstage. She is basically girlfriend slash uh, manager now yep. uh, of Mad Cat Moss and saying, don't listen to the amazing crowd reaction Shinsuke's getting out there. This is about you. You're stronger. You're faster. You're better looking. He's never won the bloody Andre the Giant, whatever. Um, you need. We need the win tonight, though, so you can be the number one draft pick. Um, <laughs> okay. But by the way, what did you, before we get into this, what did you make of uh, Shin's new gear? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Over the years, frankly, it's been the most exciting thing about Shinsuke Nakamura. Do you remember when um, he came out in the orange and yellow trousers at WrestleMania? Yeah. And for anyone that ever questions if my love of good wrestling attire is a bit, I was wearing shorts that day. I'm wearing them today as well, so they might even pop back up. But I pointed out to you the goosebumps that had risen on my legs. Yeah, I remember this. That awesome. Shins- something about Shinsuke from when he first arrived and he spent about a year just in like the red and black mm-hmm. rotations. I was like this. You're cooking up something special. And he basically became more of a gear guy than a wrestler guy. <laughs> and I would extend that to this match too, because he looked awesome. But like, so like already, it's like he's never went away. I always love it when they have people come back, and this is obviously just a squash, basically. Mm. 
because it's the only time, let's say if it's Randy Orton, where he's just banging on the mat, and you go, oh, he's actually going to hit his finisher here. Yeah, uh-huh. like, how many times does Shinsuke go into the corner and go, I'm going to hit the jazza, and then du- opponent ducks and mm-hmm. you know explodes suplexes him into the turnbuckle or whatever. No, he just did it. Yeah, <laughs> Moss got a bit of offense in, but Nakamura uh-huh. hit him with a spinning heel kick, kick to the head, sliding German suplex in the ropes, knee off the middle rope, Kinshasa, one, two, three. After the match, Emma goes, well, that was rubbish. Beat him up again, Madcap. And he gets put in an arm bar. I, I don't know what this Madcap Moss thing is. I thought I liked it before WrestleMania, but it seems to have pivoted ever so slightly. I thought it was this idea that like she was quite earnest and he was an arsehole, but it seems to have been, oh, no, they're both just terrible. Yeah. Like, stewing in the sludge and the sewage of being in the lower card of SmackDown. So we'll see on that one. Nakamura, I think they might try and tell you, is ready for Roman Reigns this time. And he's not. But I think that's what they might See, try. I think it's Riddle. I think it's Riddle for the Saturday show. But oh, maybe, yeah, maybe for the Saturday. I just think that... They're I, just gonna, I think they're going to set Shinsuke up for Money in the Bank. Possibly, possibly. He had the match, uh, the Noah match with Muta, and made some sort of thing online, a digital exclusive, whatever, saying it's made me realise that I want to be back at the top of the industry. And I think this is the beginning of that. I'm just not sure how many people are going to buy it. And to be fair to Nakamura, if he... I think he's shown at points if he wants to, he can. The gun for the match was pretty great. Yeah. Um, it, it just I think a lot of the time he doesn't want to. Have him turn heel for me. One of the first opponents for new champ Cody. Oh, I don't know. I didn't get a mist. I mean, yes, you see Cody getting misted. Yes, please. That yeah, gorgeous, yeah. that blonde hair with blue or green or whatever. I'm fine with Cody getting misted. Can we put him against Asuka, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the um, message you sent me over WrestleMania weekend with the the. I've mentioned this on several podcasts now. The uh, parade of tweets celebrating the wonderful entrance. Oh, of that was amazing. Amazing. Meanwhile, I'm in the midst. Oh. Mr. Kids. <laughs> A second time I pitched something like that. I remember when Bailey was first turning heel, uh-huh. I pitched um, employing a child actor. She could chin on the front row. <laughs> <laughs> Hug me, Bailey. I don't mean it, obviously. No, it's very just... funny, though. Um, and then... Before we move on to the next uh, bit of SmackDown, we get a, a little vignette where I thought, well, it was Scarlet, uh, and she's just biting this tarot card. Oh, I wish there was a tarot card. Oh, my God. I think the drop. Karen Cross says TikTok. It's Nakamura, the tarot card. TikTok, yeah. Cool. Yep. Good have Nakamura beat Karen Cross for all I can. In what universe does that match go well? Because <laughs> it's not the WWE one. Uh, Ricochet and Braun Strowman are walking backstage when they get jumped by the Viking Raiders who um, hit Ragnarok on Ricochet through a convenient and place table. Good beat down this. Yeah. They beat the dog out. Oh, and just screaming. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, why not? Um, then it was time for the main event. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Solo Sikora. And Solo Sikora have the best entrance in wrestling right now. They have made him epic in scale. Yeah. Uh, in a quite in a way that you almost haven't seen coming if you don't work with Phil Chambers and Adam Nicholas, who would identify me once a week, the awesome Solo Sikora picture that would appear on W.com's galleries yeah. from the times he wrestles. And that has now extended to the, obviously, presentation on television. <laughs> I very little to say about this match, if I'm honest. It was a bit of a disappointment, I thought. But oh, I, I quite like They beat the dog out of each other, I thought. Well, I will just add that Solo Sokoa losing to Cody was quite, I don't know, him being, like, the difference maker in the interference after Cody had been like, and you're not ready. And then, like, it's I don't... It's breadcrumbs this, mate. You got I don't hate that, right? Big but, picture stuff. But do you know what I do hate? I don't hate that. 
But I hate that you've then, in the aftermath, when I've tried to like look at other elements of the story, made me think of Cody as a cocky prick for trying to like start a fight that he didn't need to start. Like that has yet again shown me something that I didn't want to look at because what I just wanted to fucking look at was Cody Rhodes holding two belts aloft. Like, and he will, like, he will, mate. But like, you're not ready. Was it, He's not ready. Was it supposed to be that Cody wasn't looking at Solo? He was looking in the mirror because I don't believe what the mirror is reflecting because Cody was ready. His father said, and like so did I, quite frankly, that you know when I was young, he was ready. He was ready. Um, he's living his father's story. I, I, it, well, so he's never going to win the title? He's going to win the well, title. That's not though. his father's story. Well, he's living this bit of it, of him being screwed out of the title. I... I the more I'm getting more and more dug in, the more I know. More I, I can see like, what like, I can no, see no, how no, 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 no. <laughs> the thing is, I was the exact same thing with the summer of punk, and then I got to November and went, "Wait a second, so that's probably <laughs> going to happen this time." But, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, before the match starts, before Riddle and, and Solo starts, Paul Heyman grabs a mic and announces that they are getting a tag title rematch in two weeks. So yeah. it's not happening on the pape, mm-hmm. um, or maybe it is. And they're doing it both because it's Vince. Um, and First of all, I just I watched this about six times. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Hamy says they're gonna win the titles because Roman Reigns is getting impatient with the two of you, and the Usos are like, "Yeah, he's getting impatient with the two of you." But dear listener, he's looking at the Usos. He sure is. And but dear viewer, by which I mean Jay and Jimmy. Maybe watch the match back yeah, and why see would that they watch for it back? It's not their match. Why would they watch it back? We why know this about the bloodline, don't we? They only watch television when instructed to do so. Exactly. That's the law of the bloodline. <laughs> Watching the TV, isn't it? Yeah. I just let it slide, to be honest. Great, it's got a nice moment. Nice moment. I, 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 I like that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, and then Solo and Matt just... I don't know, Matt, first, time, first name terms it's, uh, We're going to talk about this, right? We talk, I mentioned this in the office. It's going to take me a little while. I think I didn't like this match as much as you because I'm really, really struggling to adjust to Riddle's new gear. Mm. It's a subtle change, but it's a big one for me, right? He's gone from the shorts to the trunks, and because he doesn't wear the boots, it's more skin that I can cope <laughs> with. Like, we're sat in the studio today, and I'm wearing shorts, and it's, like, mid-April in the UK. Like, the, the, the BBC weather app this morning had cloud with a bit of sun peeking out. Yeah. So I was like, shorts it is. Um, <laughs> so I know I'm guilty of that sometimes. But, like, as a rule, like... We've worked with each other years. We've gone on trips together. Mm-hmm. You won't see much of my body. I'm not walking out of the shower in the accommodation with just a towel wrapped around me. I don't like skin. I don't like hot tubs with strangers. I don't see why you would make soup of your bodies with your friends. Right? It's not swimming pools are not really for me. I'll uh-huh. like, the kids can go in. I'll try and sit at the side if I can get away with it. I, I have a bit of an issue with that, and I wonder if that's what's happening with Riddle here because he's not got the boots on. It's just like it looks like a kid's doll where it once came with accessories and they've all been lost. Uh. And it's just, there's too much, like, that has made, Rob Van Dam, you know, he used to wear the black biker shorts under the singlet. Yes. That's because, if you watch Barely Legal 97, he doesn't, and the singlet rides all the way up, he gets, like, Armour Johnson hungry bum, and, like, <laughs> to the point where they look like Riddle's trunks. Yeah. And you realise, oh, I'm seeing too much of Van Dam's legs. And he would wear those cycle shorts because they would, they would always be there. The line of Van Dam, I'm pointing at my leg, it's not good for a podcast, would be just above the knee. Yeah. Regardless. And this one time, it's like, like, sorry, listeners. Like audio medium, visual moment, right? Watch this, Wilborn. That's yeah. not right, is no, it? It's just you too just much, saw a little bit too, too much, much of my skin. leg there. Yeah, and at the moment, I'm just struggling to get through this with yeah. little. So I'm watching this, being like, oh, "Are we done yet?" <laughs> like, so yeah, Sokoa's powerful. Riddle's got speed, mm-hmm. but also can kick ass as well. Um, 
He keeps going for a sleeper. Sokoa escapes loads of times. Um, he tries fighting back, but the Usos interfere. So Owens and Zayn, who've come out for Riddle, they get into it with the Usos, and the referee's like, just piss off the four of you. Um, Riddle tries to take advantage with a roll-up, but Sokoa gets out of it and takes over as we go to a break. When we come back, um, Sokoa's in control, but he misses a splash in the corner. Riddle fires up, explodes a suplex, goes to that kick, miss, moonsault, miss, goes for the senton, but Sokoa gets his knees up, but Riddle fights back and hits the floating bro for a two. The Usos come out again because the rules don't apply to them. This is yeah. it. But this is No, but this is the overarching story of the, of the bloodline is... When WWE gonna, sucks. Well, yeah, they need to they need to what? kind of tighten up. He's, he's busy with Chelsea Green probably. He's really <laughs> been sorting this out. But the Usos come back out. Owens and Zayn like, you're not fucking doing this. Yeah. So they get into it. The Usos take out Owens and Zayn with super kicks, but Riddle what does a floating bro or a big flip dive onto the outside onto them. But of course, when he comes back in, Sokoa's recovered. Super kick, Samoan spike, one, two, three, post-match. Oh my god! Spinning soul onto an announce table that doesn't break. Yes, yes, please. That was good. And then he turns the table over on top of him, um, and Sakura and Uso celebrate to close out SmackDown. You know what? I like the solo one. That's what I liked about this. Yeah, it was Riddler's come back, and they have not been afraid to beat him, knowing that a he's really over, and wins and losses should be normalised again. And it's not oh he's back, so we can't possibly beat him. He's just lost and we got a result i don't mind i'd yeah. rather that than a dq run-ins and all the rest of the pyro and ballyhoo and chaos and bells and whistles but he got the win with his finisher uh solo sakura has lost once here's me trying to cling on to some law solo sakura has lost once and he's lost to cody rose cody rose is the only guy that was able to beat him because fundamentally he's the guy to stop the bloodline and he'll beat roman but like right now solo is the guy that should still be preserved as a threat because at some point like you really got to start seeing the difference between solo and the usos and you do that with results because this should be a wins and losses game. And Roman Reigns, for all of his faults, can use wins and losses as the key indicator for what he's been doing all along, which has been, been a nagging prick. How many times can, could WWE sell a match they've already done? I mean, they do it all the time. But yeah. how could they legitimately sell a match they've done on TV for a premium live event? Cody Rhodes, Solo Sokoa, Money in the Bank, the yeah. final hurdle. Don't hate it. I'll say this right. If Roman was just looking at this as wins and losses, and it's like, you know what, the Usos, you lost those tag belts. I've already been kind of pissed off with you for a long time. Jay, I don't trust you anymore. Jimmy, not convinced. Uh, and you fail to win them back. Those, it's not just any old L's. It's the two biggest L's. We're done. Solo, losing to Cody was rubbish. You've equalized uh, at WrestleMania. We're, we're square. Like, he gets to keep... We haven't even got into the fact that Negative One joined the bloodline. Well, indeed. He gave him the weight belt, didn't he? Well, indeed. But, like... <laughs> we the Negative Ones, so... And, like, an expert in faction warfare. Mm. So... Uh, Actually, um, AEW fans are the Negative Ones, so... Oh, God! I was saying that in the Chamber for ages. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. You're right. Everything, the power's back. Dub, dub, eat. <laughs> 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 I like that. Um, I, I, I well hold your horses because um, we're going to the Hardy compound, so you know they're oh, going to Jesus solo winning. I'll try and bottom line this very long and rambly podcast that we've done. That otherwise, I've really enjoyed. By yeah. the way. Sorry, I can, the listeners can tell we've been indulgent today. Um, I solo winning was absolutely the right call, and I'm really glad they committed to it because I want to believe that WWE makes more sense than it doesn't. And Vincent Man returning was surely the end of that, and mm. so far, so okay. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be all right. Mm. He says, with all fingers crossed, toes crossed. Rebounding from a decision they didn't need to make. Yeah, granted. <laughs> uh, right, let us know your thoughts on SmackDown. 
uh, and on having children uh, on Twitter <laughs> at WhatCultureWWE. Right, so you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture and wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Back to normal now. Me and Sige uh, coming your way a little bit later on today to review AW Rampage. And then the boys are back together to preview a Monday Night a little bit later on today. But for now, this is me in the SmackDown review. My thanks to Michael Hamflet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 